the good, the bad, and the Boucherian. The good, the bad, and the Boucherian. And folks, you're listening to the good, the bad, and the Boucherian. I have stood my ground in many instances. And in some instances, I have walked out of certain groups because of majority decisions that Mm -hmm. I felt consciously uh, were not right. It's your boy Billy back at it with another episode. I hope you guys are keeping well, keeping safe, and things are going well on your side as they are on mine. And you guys are staying clear of this flu season and keeping very warm. Today, my guest in studio is Tobias Salando, the Chief Operating Officer at Kenya Association of Manufacturers. And today, he'll be telling us a lot about his journey, about mentorship, about if he thought he'd get here. So, Tobias, hi. Tobias. Hi, Billy. Can you hear Hi. me? Hi. Yes, uh, can you can hear me. How are you? I can also hear your emails streaming in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 okay. I don't know. Let me remove this notification or something. So, uh, I hope you're not going to interfere. I, I have to remove this email notification. Eh. Uh, Okay, yeah. Good, how are you? Very good. How's the going? The going is okay. How is the going from your mm-hmm. end? Good, I can't complain. Just a oh. bit busy, but life's good. Excellent. Yourself, is work getting, does it get tiring, exhausting? Does it get a lot? Does it, you get used to it? Uh, it depends. Yes. There are different days when it is, uh, you get so busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, other days is just a normal day. So what depends. is normal? <laughs> normal, you just do the basics. You, <clears throat> you just do the basic uh, office stuff. But the other days, sometimes we do, I thought I had switched off this thing. It's still bringing me notification. So the other days, um, sort of you you have a lot of meetings yeah uh, so through those meetings uh, you have to respond to interact so today's vary quite a lot so for you what has been the most challenging part with this role Oh, with my role? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Some of us just dream to be in those roles. Oh, yeah, but it, it takes, you, you know, it takes time because these skills are built over time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in this organization for over 17 years. So, really? Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for over 17 years, for, um, and then four different, four or five different positions. So I understand quite well the organization. Uh, I've seen it grow uh, from uh, a club, uh, a small secretariat, 
a professional or institution to know a knowledge supplier. Yeah. So, so understand quite understand the processes, uh, the policies, and all that. So that gives me the advantage of uh, leading this bit of the uh, operations of the organization as a COO. Mm -hmm. Yes. <clears throat> so, what has been the most challenging thing? So. most challenging thing, especially on the topics that I have, is uh, that element of you one, you're managing uh, staff. Mm. Uh, you're managing staff drawn from different departments. So you have to look at uh, their facilitation. You have to look at their performance. You have to look at issues around uh, identifying skills. Uh, retaining the right skills and also bringing on board new uh, additional people to complement the ones that you have. Yeah. So, so one of the main, main challenges, of course, uh, we have to um, maintain the right skills that we have and uh, build that skills towards um, uh, performing and delivering of what we have promised our members. Yeah. Uh, but the other basic challenge under operations, of course, is issues around uh, their various risk um, that uh, we have to be cognizant of, uh, risk in regards to our policy, risk in regards to uh, losses. <clears throat> losses could be financial loss, uh, losses could be dissatisfaction of our customer who is our member. Mm -hmm. uh, so those are main areas that I, I, I my antennas are uh, really high on, so that we we don't uh, we are able to identify the risk and and solve it before it happens. Yeah. Yes. And with what you said, I have a few questions. First, being you said some of the skills you have, you've built them over time. Correct. And you probably inter you you now we're getting to a place where you're now your workplace is uh, having interns who are probably part of Gen Z who others may want to call the microwave generation. Where for us, we've lived with literally with the microwave where when I want one food, I'll have it in a minute or thirty Correct. seconds. If Correct. I want to send an email, I'll I've never experienced snail mail, so. I'm texting and my responses are getting back. To, I'm getting feedback in less than in seconds, really. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we feel like, and like your generation really understood that these skills are built over time and just took um, the process for you to get probably 17 years so you get where you are now. For sometimes we feel like for us, it should be a bit shorter or a lot shorter because really everything we've seen around us has been that short. So mm -hmm. Billy wants to be a CEO in the next five years yet. He's just graduated out of uni, right? Mm -hmm. So what probably advice or what some of the, what is your perception and thought process around this? So my, my advice to uh, Gen Z is uh, you, act, you act the way you act, you act because of... Uh, um, the influence of ge generation. So my typical advice would be um, 
interact with people who are beyond your generation, like, uh, that will make you stand out differently. That people beyond your generation have a different perspective about life and about issues. So that makes them uh, much more uh, much more useful to advise you and also to direct you into the right path. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the moment you remain with the, <clears throat> the people within your circle, circles, you'll act the same. So in, 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 in short, I'm saying find a mentor. Find someone who is above you. Find someone who has been able to experience different issues differently. And he will be able, he or she will be able to guide you uh, on what you are not seeing in terms of perspective, in terms of uh, life. As much as you are a go-getter, there is an element of uh, patience, there is an element of what you need to hold back and what you need to do at different levels of or periods of time. Yes. So I would, I would generally advise that you, uh, the Gen Z um, get mentors to advise them and to guide them through this journey. Yeah. Having some, someone else giving you a different perspective would be useful and will make them also stand out um, with, uh, with, uh, with uh, their other peers. Yeah. Yes. So lucky for me, I have Tobias, so I don't have to. Yeah. Do <laughs> you're, you're, you're welcome. You're welcome. And with that as well, let's again circle back to younger Tobias. Little Tobias, did he know he'd be where he is today? Are, are these some of his goals and ambitions? Was he patient enough to wait for this? Or again, was he also a go-getter? Was he very ambitious? How was little Tobias? So um, for me, <clears throat> yes, I was ambitious, but I was also patient. So uh, I never really, I would, I would not say I really had a mentor. Um, I mean, someone who would sit, sit, uh, sit with and advise me. We have mentors that people we look up to, uh, uh, but we don't talk to them. That's how we grew up. You like you seeing your uncle is doing well and all that, so you you just emulate and imagine you will be like him. Uh, but we never had sessions like I'm having now with you to have a conversations. What I what would I do? What should I not do to get where I was? But for me, one thing that I knew from the day I started school is that I'm going to be a leader. Mm -hmm. So that leadership scale uh, or ability, uh, I knew it instinctively. Um, then I started to work on it in terms of cultivating my own skills in terms of learning um, uh, from various platforms, from seeing people, from reading books, from listening to um, uh, uh, YouTube conversations. So I knew I was going to be a leader. In terms of uh, whether I knew I was going to be a CEO, no. I didn't know I was going to be a CEO. Uh, I didn't know I was going to be a CEO, but I knew I was going to be a leader. Um, and leadership is, is not about what level. Leadership happens in every level that you're given. If you are an officer, 
you will still be a leader of certain people. If you are an uh, executive, you're a manager, you're a CEO. So leadership happens in every aspect of your position. Uh, so don't wait to be a CEO, then assume now I'm a leader. In every aspect of your position, you are a leader. So demonstrate the skills, the ability, and the charisma of a leader. That would mm. be my advice, yes. And so with that, again, our question is, are leaders born or made? Because <laughs> there are people who, maybe Toby is one of those people who probably in primary leader, school captain, some, just some leadership position in high school, same thing. You, you know the people who easily leadership yes. positions gravitate towards them. True. There are people who um, have to probably go for them. And then the people who you have it innately, but you have to still sharpen the skills. Yes. So you, in which category did you lie? Um, okay. Uh, like I mentioned, yes, for me, I knew um, I was going to be a leader because when I was young, you sit among people and everybody doesn't want to take the responsibility. You're ready to take the responsibility and lead. So... It was a personal initiative from a young age. So through that, I knew, hey, amongst these people, I'm able to do it. Um, so it happens differently in different people. There are some are born to be leaders, like you say, but there are some through the circumstances, they end up gaining those skills and ability to become a leader. So it varies from one person to, to another. So I wouldn't restrict anyone to the issue of saying, ah, I wasn't born a leader, so I can't lead. No. Yeah. If you feel it in you, just gain the right skills, get the right uh, advice, get the right support system, and you'll definitely come, come out to be uh, an excellent leader. Yeah. Yes. And I remember in our conversation last time, we were just talking about something that you talked about that really st stood out to me was how you talked about your values. Yes. And I wanted us to at least uh, elucidate more on that and expound more and talk more about values where we live in a system, probably even in a country where sometimes such values are not uh, celebrated, where you yes. can see people with such strong values are the ones who will suffer the most tribulation because you're not with the crowd, you know. You're not, mm -hmm. even in just looking back, probably even in uni or in high school, I remember like if you're the ones who are not cheating in exams or you're not doing the things that people would do, it was just wondering, because for them it's the norm. So everyone's just wondering why you so different. So talk to me about values. Again, how you, as, as some of the values you've picked up are a consequence of your background, your, your how you are raised, or is it something that you've come to get later in life? Um, so some of, some of it is basically I would, what I would say choices. Yeah. Because you may be raised right, but uh, in life you're given options. So mm -hmm. I would say it's, it's typically about choices because probably you're raised in a family where you, your parents are straight, you all go to church, uh, but out of your family members, uh, probably you're the only one who continued <laughs> with the aspects of probably going to church and uh, uh, being uh, uh, loyal 
and respectful and all that. But the others did not. So I would say it's, it's about choices. Yeah. Uh, our parents would raise us to a certain level, but ultimately it's about now the choices that we make. Yes. So I made a choice and said, um, I, I want to be a person of integrity. I want to be honest. I want to be a person of excellence. So everything that I do will just rotate around honesty, integrity, and excellence. Mm. Irrespective of where I am, irrespective of who I'm dealing with, whether you are young or you are older than me, I have to demonstrate my values in my dealings with you. Yes. Whether you know me or you don't know me, my values will still stand. Yeah. And uh, that has helped me um, to be where I am because through that um, you cultivate and create trust in people who have responsibility to be given. And uh, I believe that also has contributed to my rise to this position because I've yeah. demonstrated I'm an honest person, I'm trustworthy. I'm excellent. I can excel in, in the responsibility that I've, I've been given. And then demonstrating integrity. You see, integrity is one of the areas that uh, majority of people are sort of take lightly. But integrity will take you to places. Mm. Integrity will earn you a lot of responsibilities. What you are when, when not everybody is looking at you uh, has a, a real impact when everybody's looking at you. Yeah. Yes. Nice. And I didn't want you to expand more on the integrity because that's the one value you really yes. emphasize on. Even in a <laughs> integrity yes. is the one value. So tell me cool. more about integrity. Um, you know, there is a lot of compromises. So we compromise on decisions that touch on integrity that we do not know the impact of the compromises that we make. Mm. For example, if I am in procurement department and I say I'm going to get this uh, substandard product so that I get a kickback. Yes. Uh, let's say it's a vehicle. Uh, We're not going to... Um, uh, we are going to buy not to the specification of the service that we, uh, our staff needs to, to be doing. Yes. If you do that, you are like compromising the life and health of, 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 of the people. And the way I was raised is like uh, anything that happens to a person that you are that you had the ability to stop, it's like the responsibility will just be on your head. Yes. So I believe in doing the right thing because I measure it based on the consequences. I measure it based on the unforeseen outcome. Yeah. That if I do this, mm. what will happen next, in the next year or in the future? Yeah. In regards to my decision. Mm. So I am conscious about that. Uh -huh. 
and I have purpose and decided to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. If someone else doesn't want to do the right thing, then uh, I will be able to relieve myself or make my position stand and uh, be known uh, on certain matters. Like I, I also sit in, uh, in uh, certain boards and there are decisions that, uh, that uh, people make yeah. that you feel it is not right. I always document that, yes, majority have taken this position, but let it be noted that I have objected on yes. these grounds. Mm. So I don't fear anyone when it comes to that. Yeah. I know, I know my conscience um, will always support me. Yes. On the decision that I make. Yes. And to the younger generation, um, we take integrity so casually because we are looking at the short short term benefit. Yes, we are forgetting on the long-term impact of such decisions that we make. Let's not look at the short-term benefits. You may enjoy it today, but it will have an impact in future, in yeah. your generation, or in the next generation. So let's yes. let's do the right thing. Now, because it's interesting you say that, because I, I did a poll the other day yes. asking some of my audience about. Uh, this whole corruption, Manenos, and asking them, so if your parent was corrupt, would you denounce them or, yes. like, call them out? And a lot of people said no. And sometimes we say, probably that's understandable, quote-unquote, understandable, because now that's where you're getting your bread and butter. But I asked them, yes. so you guys, if you guys were now in pos- these positions of power, yes. and able to now loot this money and get these shortcuts, would you do them? And you know, sometimes we say, ah, with the generation of change, but I was shocked to find out that a lot of people actually voted. Yes. Actually, would they actually take this money or do these shortcuts? And that took me about a bit a bit aback. And I asked them and then I didn't ask them again. So why did you guys why do you guys say that you would do this? And they said that if and there are various answers, but some said if I don't do it, someone else will do it. So I might as yes. well be the beneficiary. Why would I let personal opportunity? Or, you know, some of those things where, as you said, we take integrity so casually and we don't really care as to the consequences that even affect the consequences that Mm -hmm. might even affect people who ordinarily shouldn't be affected by some of these decisions we make. Mm, True. True. Yeah. But again, with that, something else that you said that has really stood out for me is even in the boards you sit, you might be dissent and say you're the one who's not gonna, regardless of the majority saying this, you're the one who's gonna be different and you don't support this stand. Correct. So, with that, I want to pick your brain a bit on I'm living in a generation as well where, you know, we are living in a generation of Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, mm-hmm. where we're getting likes. So I post a photo, I'm getting likes, I'm getting 100 likes, 1,000 likes. And so there's a lot of sense of external validation we like to get. So our values, a lot of times, are a reflection of uh, the poor around us. And yes. we always want to seek this validation, not from within, but from our peers, from mm-hmm. people above us, and sometimes for below us. Mm-hmm. And so it's always a popularity content. So sometimes I, mean, I don't understand with what the body is saying, but I don't seem like 
the odd one out. I don't assume like Ulem say. So how again do you have you built your system of validation that way that you can easily stand against um, the rest of the board and say this is not what I'm gonna stand for and just be comfortable with the decision um, regardless of what they'll say, what they'll do, what they'll you know. How have you been able to build that system? So uh, I, I have I have this principle of ultimately you will stand alone. So anything you do, you will ultimately stand alone. Because uh, mm. uh, you see, when, when, whenever um, a crime happens, you're taken to court and you're charged alone as an individual. Yes. Yeah, so ultimately, in every decision that you make, you will be charged alone, not with a group. Yes. So following up uh, following a majority, um, uh, what the majority does because it is the majority does not stand out for me. Yes. I always believe in if I do this, what will be the consequences and how will I be able to defend myself as an individual? Mm. I am a person who believes in taking responsibility. So I take uh -huh. responsibility for the decisions I make. Yes. I know in life we are what we are because of one, the decisions that we made, we made in the past or the decision someone made on our behalf that supported our path. And therefore I believe in taking responsibility and making the right decision as an individual. Yes. Not as a group. I always yeah. view everything. Even if we are making a group decision, it starts with me as an individual. Yes. What decision have I made? And am I able to take responsibility for the decision that I have made? Yes. I always ask myself those questions subconsciously before I make any decision. Mm. So that when I make a decision, I am comfortable and confident that I have made a decision and I'm able to bear the consequences out of those decisions. Yes. So group psychology, I don't support mm -hmm. and I don't encourage. As a young, younger generation, I know you are pushed a lot by <laughs> group psychology, group decisions, people dress this way because majority are dressing this way. But ultimately, are you able to take responsibility for your own decision? If you are yeah. able to take responsibility for your own decision, then I guarantee you no one will influence you on a decision that you are consciously sure it is not right. Yes. Yes. Uh, and for you, have you ever been at a point where it was very hard to uh, make such a decision but you still stood your ground or the external influences and probably the consequences were, would have been dire if you stood your ground but you still decided let me stand my ground come what may I have stood my ground in many instances and in some instances I have walked out of certain groups because of majority decisions that mm -hmm. I felt consciously uh, were not right. Yes. 
So the ability to make a decision, even to walk out of a group, <laughs> to me, I count it as a... Um, as something um, I, I, I'm happy about. Yeah. So I would rather be in a group where we are making decisions that we all favor and we are consciously able to take responsibility for such decisions. Yes. But of course, my values, in, uh, my values influence uh, such decisions in terms of honesty, is there is this process honest or is this thing an honest business for example are we doing an honest business yes we want to make money but are we doing an honest business yes is this, um is 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 the process followed is there integrity in terms of process procedure policies if, mm -hmm. if it is none then i am out of there yeah I am typically out of there, respectfully. Yes. Yes. So really, to get to the top, I don't need to have to bend some of my values and mm -hmm. bend over backwards for things that I don't believe in. Don't. Please never bend your, your values just to compromise to be on top. Yes. You, you will be climbing on a shaky uh, mountain and you will fall easily. Yes. I would rather you step up slowly on a strong foundation so that when you are up there you are strong yes yes yeah um, i'm somewhat religious and in the bible god uh, yes. there's a verse that god says in your time of ignorance god looked god overlooked and i yes <laughs> god overlooked <laughs> he overlooked yes so even me as the host of this podcast mm -hmm. at least now i'm getting this information and yes. the value passed yes. down to me firsthand the joke right. I make with my friends where we say mm. that if uh, I have a small circle of my friends and we make a joke where we say that if any of us were to even try being this corrupt thing, mm. God will use us as examples. You know, the people who can do this thing, but God yes. will overlook and give them some time. Correct. But for some of us, the moment we just decide is when God will just use you as a good example. <laughs> very, very, very true. Very yeah. True. Mm. And now, just to come back full circle to our now initial conversation now on just mentorship, because now probably my larger my audience is the, the younger people. Someone said something along the lines of, "You don't choose your mentor; your mentor chooses you." What do you think about that? Just to allude that, for a lot of people, definitely they want Tobias to be their mentor. But there's only so much Tobias can, how, there's only so many hours Tobias has in a day, only so much Tobias can stretch mm -hmm. for his mentees. His many mentees want Tobias' full attention. Yes. So uh, the statement was just to say that if your mentor is one who chooses you, it's a better dynamic where he's more, he'll be, not that he's, you're not putting in the effort as the mentee, but he's more mm -hmm. willing and keen to help you. What do you think about that? Um, okay, it, 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 you know, this varies, and the reason why I say it varies, when we were in high school, I remember we used to have our, one of our career masters who would, uh, just by observations, say 
this person is not doing well in this subject, probably he doesn't know how to plan himself. So he will not wait for you to approach him, but he would approach you in, in your class. Yes. Um, so the same happens even me where I, where I sit. There are people who may be fearful in terms of approaching me, but I know from where I sit, I can be able to see their challenge. So what I do, I initiate that conversation. I say, I have noted there's this challenge that you have. Um, how can I be of help to you? Then we start uh, sort of a mentorship program uh, mm -hmm. where um, I'm able to guide them on specific areas. But there are also people who have come to me by themselves. Yes. Uh, and, and said, I have observed you and there are specific things that I want to build and learn from you. Yes. So based on that, we are also able to guide those people. The, the good thing about someone who comes by himself is that there is the motivation individual motivation. So it's not a, a push from one side, but there is an individual motivation from and commitment from that person. So you are able to assist them and help them. Yeah. Yes. So really, for you, what is mentorship? What does mentorship look like? So mentorship to me is... Uh, identifying your abilities and seeing the things that you do not see and shaping you and guiding you or guiding that individual to reach their goal and their objective in a more structured way. Uh, you got to... Uh-huh. Yes, in a more structured way. Yeah. So and it's, that, it's, uh -huh. it's, it's different from it's different from a class uh, setup where you're given an homework and all that. Yes, because it tackles different aspects of um, uh, almost all aspects of your life, be it financial, be it social, be it career, be it religious. So mentorship tackles all those buckets of your life. Yeah, to be guided. So, should I have one mentor for everything, or different mentors for different aspects of my life? And if the answer is the latter, how do you identify? For example, if Tobias is really good at um, something I really want to do, yes. but then some of his values don't align with mine, so that do I rule him out entirely as a mentor? Yet he has some of the things I really want to be. No, no, you, do, you can't rule him out entirely. You just have to, you see, every life or every person has a priority areas. So if you say, for me, this year I want to deal on my financial matters. So identify a mentor who will help me on the financial matters. Mm. If you say, uh, this year I want to focus on my career. So uh. if, if you are in different fields, you identify um, an expert, as a mentor in that specific field that you want to go in and you'll be uh, able to, to guide you. Uh, it is rare to find it is rare to find a men, a mentor or someone who has all the skills that you require to be coached in. Yes. It, it is rare. 
that's where you will you'll be able to be focusing on different buckets so if it is finance if it is a relationship if it is career then you identify people you feel they'll be able to guide you on those specific areas yeah yes so even as you wind up i want to ask you one last question which is would you consider yourself successful success is 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 uh, is a measure is a measure based on your perception or different people's perception uh, but from where i sit based on where i want to i have wanted to be and where i'm going i would say yes i am successful i have made progress mm. yes Wow, I love that answer. You're the first person I've, I've asked who has actually admitted mm-hmm. or just acknowledged yes. that they're successful. Because a lot of people, I think, tend to first be fearful just to yeah. say that because you're afraid that it might go away. Or others are just fearful that if you say that, it seems like you're gloating or bragging. But others enjoy when people take stride in the progress they've made. Yes. And the effort they put in to reach where Correct. they are, because they didn't just wake up and you didn't just wake up and you became CEO, or did you? No, 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 no. <laughs> so I have to be. So you know, sometimes we have, we have what we call false humility. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate appreciate um, where you have come from and where you are going. Yes. Uh, you don't have to beat yourself up and and try to be uh, humble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in that context. Yes. Yes. So I was listening to a certain someone this week where the pastor was even saying when you do that, mm. it's you being ungrateful to God for all the Correct. things he even helped you to get to this point. Correct. And now my last of the last questions is yes. uh, on a light note. Um, if you had 60 seconds, less than a minute, and you had a microphone and the whole world could hear you in that 60 seconds, what would you say? I would encourage everyone from Proverbs 22:29 that says, do you see a man skillful and experienced in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure or mere men. Hey, that's a good way to end the episode. I won't even say anything. <laughs> Brother, <laughs> and let the listeners to trust the Bushan for for us and the good, the bad, and Bushan and tell us all the things they've loved about this episode. And have a lovely week ahead, folks. And cheers! Cheers, Tobias. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. I really appreciate thank, it. Thank you. Thank you. Can I give you a five minute call after this recording right now? No problem. No problem. Okay, let me do that. Thanks. Thanks.